This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, what's going on? Oh, not much, John. Just like wind, winding things up for with with classes and looking forward to the holidays and all. Oh, okay, great. What do you got on tap for us tonight? Okay, well, tonight I am doing something, talking about something that has um, some shared DNA with, uh, like with the Attack on Titan anthology that ca- came out, was a year ago? No, two years ago. And that was a series... Sorry, that was an anthology series where, sorry, an anthology hardback where, um, like, American creators um, took on, um, like, told stories within the, like, within the realm of um, Attack on Titan. It's like, and, you know, some of them, some of them were really good, some of them were kind of, like, superfluous, and some of them, like, were, probably would have been more interesting, it's like, were, like, you know, like, they, they, they took, they took the setting in the setup, but they didn't actually like you know the stories they told didn't actually have like a really strong connection to attack to attack on Titan, so it was kind of a mixed bag. But overall, it kind of worked better than than like than you would have expect expected. Well, I guess you know it's like okay, you know having other other people take on like even though it's like having other creators take on um, creations that characters and situ and setups have been created by other characters has been kind of a has been basically what the American comic book industry has been built on. It's not something we see very often, like in, it's like in Japan. I mean, it's like when it, when it does, when that does happen, like the result is kind of like, um, like it's like with um, Naoki or Saro's Pluto is kind of an, an event, or it's just kind of like a, uh, like a, it's, it's either an event or it's kind of like a cheap cash in, which is kind of for, forgotten. It's like, and, and quickly discarded. So, but um, apparently the Attack on Titan anthology did well enough, or maybe it's just that you know Kodansha realized, hey, you know, it's like we've got that Ghost in the Shell movie that came out last year. We should maybe you can probably try and piggyback on like whatever success it has, like with this kind of pro- with a similar kind of project. Well, the good news is that um, it's like Global Neural Network. Um, it's like I I believe it's over. It is overall a stronger product than. Um, it's like then the Attack on Titan anthology. It's like that's mainly down to the fact that um, it's that instead of like you know like casting a wide net as far as as far as all the creators that they got who were interested in it, it's like and giving them just like you know like say eight like eight or sixteen pages to work work in, they they um like they they wound up um they wound up selecting like um four separate creative four separate writer artists creative teams and gave them. It's like you know, 40, 40, 40 odd pages to work with, and um, so it's like they're actually able to tell it's like a pretty, like pretty like in depth stories within the world of Ghost in the Shell. So, so like I said, how? So like I said, I do believe that the overall results are stronger. Um, not every story hits the right marks that um, it's like that I was expecting, but it's like I will say that the um the best the best stories in here it's like. Um, could easily qualify for um, solid episodes of Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, which, if you'll recall, it's like is my is what I believe is like the the um, best iteration of like of Ghost in the Shell to date. Because hey, you know it's like the manga, it's like kinda it's like the first series is fine. It's like, um, but it suffers from the fact that I saw the um, like Mamoru Oshii's original Ghost in the Shell movie first and it blew my mind. And then I went went into the uh, it's like when I went and got the manga, because like, hey, you know, like the original source material is usually always better. Well, it's like that the original source material is quite a lot different than that original movie. 
And so it's like I was kind of like I was kind of like left kind of lukewarm about that. And then you had the uh, follow-up manga, uh, uh, Man Machine Interface, which is total crap, like the um, epitome of the uh, of the kind of science fiction storytelling that's more concerned with um, tech than um, characters or humanity. But um, but the uh, Ghost in the Shell um, standalone complex series, um, it's like both seasons, and it's like I believe are like the best um, extension of the like of the franchise um believe it or not like you know and even then like the second season even better than the first one which was just no small small no small task right there but you know it's like here but as far as but you know it's probably i should probably start talking about the actual stories themselves so first it's called automatic behavior it's from um, writer Max Gladstone and artist David Lopez. Um, I am not familiar with Max Gladstone. I understand that he's apparently a science fiction writer, and this is his first um, significant comics work. David Lopez, however, is a has done several um, 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 com- um, superhero stories for Marvel and DC. I remember he worked on uh, it's like Fallen Angel with Peter David at DC. And he's done some X Men um, comics with for Marvel as was the opening arc of um, all new Wolverine. It's like, and um, so basically see Lopez, it's like, he's got, he's got some, some really solid artistic chops and they're, they're on fine, dis- fine display here. Is he, he really does a good job of nailing the, uh, care, the, the, uh, the look of the characters. It's like, and it's like the tech, it's like, and, and, and also just like, so he's a classy guy. It's like, um, like doing a, like showing um, major Kusanagi fighting in a uh, Chinese dress and like uh, doing some flips and um, not gracing with, with the panty shot. So, well done, Mr. Lopez. It's like, like, well, it's like, it's like, it's like you do, it's like um, you do us all proud. So, as for the story itself, basically, um, starts off with um, with the major and um, and her boss, um, Aramaki. It's like in a, it's like it's like in a uh, in a um, high ri- high rise in Shanghai. Um, do, uh, attending a trade meeting, it's like it's like undercover because it turns out that there's been some some attacks on it's like on Japanese mining interests in it's like in in country it's like and they're and they're trying to figure out like you know who's it's like you know who like who's behind this now it's like as it's like as they're mingling at the uh, it's like it's like at the party it's like it, it's like they're they're subsequently attacked they're subsequently attacked by a mysterious group group of um, group of cyborgs and. Um, it's like, and Aramaki is is kidnapped and taken off to part, parts unknown, while the major is taken in, into custody. So while major doesn't stay in custody long, she eventually um, she eventually escapes, um, tries to set up contact with Section Nine, and also runs into say um, a former like a former comrade who she who um, apparently got out who she let out of the game. It's like like um, years years ago, and now she needs her help in order to um, find out what's going on here. Meanwhile, Hiramaki, it's like is um, it's like is captured and tortured, over and over again in a Groundhog, Groundhog's Day style scenario. Now, uh, it's now it's like the uh, it's like now I now like the overall like it's it's now like I like the uh, the tech the tech setup here. It's got a nice nice mix a mix. Uh, it's got a nice um, international intrigue um, like setup like 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 um, with um. With uh, Major Kusanagi like stuck in Shanghai, uh, having to rely on her wits and um, and the connections that um, that Lee has provided in order to um, find out what's going on here, 
And um, I will say that like this this uh, story earns major brownie points for me because because of how it um involves um it gives a pretty sizable role to Aramaki as well. Now Aramaki um is a guy who's like you know I can only hope that I'm as cool as him like when I get get to be his age, and um and Gladstone gives him some really cool scenes. It's like with his interrogators as he slowly turns the tables on them to basically just um. Just as once he once he finally figures out what's really going on here, and it's like and and um, it's like and it's, it's like Lopez, Lopez has Lopez's art is really nice and he's great with the action. It's like and the character um, and the and the character work as well. It's like so when everything so when it, and just the way that like this like they you see um, Motoko working with Lee in order to piece together what's slowly happening. It's like it's. It's like it really does feel like a like a proper Ghost in the Shell story that of the kind that I've been exposed to over it's like over the years. So yeah, it's like so when I say that this this would this would work really well as a uh, as like as an it's like as an as an episode of standalone complex. It's like yeah, that's that's probably like the uh, the best compliment that I can pay this series. Um, and this sorry this this first story and you know the same is likely true to a somewhat lesser extent with the. Um, with the follow-up story, Red Bloods. This is from Alex DeCampi um, as the writer and Janice Mil- Milano-Giannis um, as the artist. Now, Alex DeCampi is someone I'm familiar with um, as, as a comic writer. She's the writer of the uh, te- it's like teens in Southern, teens in Central America um, on the uh, it's like on the Goodwill Trip from Hell um, series, uh, No Mercy, which sadly. Um, like made her no money, and she had she and Carly Speed McNeil had to stop doing after fourteen issues. Um, I still she's in, like I also she's and she's also had um, some good success with the uh, with the uh, like the Dark Horse mi- um, multiple miniseries of um, of Grindhouse, and she's also also someone I've been meaning to like um, get more into her work over it's like over the years as well, but. You know, it's like I know that when I see her, it's like I can usually count on a solid read, and that's that's true here. As for Milano Giannis, um, he is he he was one of the primary artists on um, Brandon Graham's um, Profit, and he did a and it's like and he had a he did a great job showing us like some of the real science fiction craziness that um that the writer there was capable of, dream, of dreaming up, even though it's like his um two issues he did for. Um, ult- oh, was it all new Ultimates? Um, showed that he was really not ready for prime time at Marvel. But um, he also did a series called Old City Blues, which is basically an homage to the um, '90s style um, cyberpunk stuff that um, Shiro helped inspire. And um, it's like, it's like, and you know, it's like I, like I said, I think it was a Old City Blues is a fun, is a fun homage. It's like, and um, of all the artists here. Um, Milano Giannis is the kind of guy who is the one artist who um, tries to um, like ape Shiro's style, not slavishly, mind you, but just the uh, it's like the over like the overall look, it's like look and feel of the characters and the settings, and even like some of the uh, the super deformed um, final it's like um, final chapter panels for the story. Now, as for the story itself, Red Bloods refers to a uh, it's like to a crime to a crime outfit. In like, like in the U.S., um, specifically in Louisiana, it's like who and they've um, ex- and, but they've um, expanded to working on an international scale. Like in and as we find out 
like early on, it's like the, uh, it's like they're dealing in like um, used, it's like used cyber, like used cyber cyber bodies. It's like and and that's how um and while it's well um used cyber bodies for miners, and um that's and um while international law basically dictates that you know these things be um destroyed at like once like once they're of no use any once the uh, people are no longer using them, it's like they're. Like they're they've been uh, they've been usurped for their own like the, for nefarious purposes by the red bloods like for black market purposes I mean and section nine has been called in to deal with it so it's like and they it's like and they um then they crash a uh, it's like a par- they crash a party on a ship um, where where this one well, this respected doctor is trying to set up a uh, trying to secure a it's like a, it's like a um it's like a new like an older bo- body for his like for his young for his younger daughter. Now, as it turns out though, his original daughter died um, a couple of years ago due to suicide. So it turns out, so as we find out later on, this girl, well, she's not his daughter, but what is she? And how did he like, and how did he get her in the first place? For that for that answer, um, like Togusa and um, Saito need to um, head are sent out to to Louisiana to um, to um, find out what the red, red bloods are uh, are up to. Meanwhile, back in Japan, um, the major like is having to dive into it's like it's like into the doc the doctor's daughter's um ghost to find out just you know like well like she's not she's not his his daughter so where did she come from and the answers she, she finds are um it's like are are kind of interesting from a uh, it's like from a science from a philosoph- philosophical and it's like and tech standpoint as well it's like so. So basically, the story is basically split into two two halves, and both of them are pretty. It's like are pretty interesting. It's like you know, from seeing what um seeing seeing what the major um digs up. It's like and like how that and the ethical dilemma that she fought, that she uncovers. It's like once she finds out just where the girl comes from, and also just like the, the small insight that um that Togusa and um Saito's um like exploits into it's like it's like into the bayou. Um, like it's like revealed. It's like it's just it's it's our it's our first real glimpse of what America is like, like in in the Ghost in the Shell universe, and it's not pretty. It's like, but also like um, DeCampi has a nice does have some nice interesting interplay between Togusa and and Saito, two characters who've never really interacted before. It's like if I it's like if I recall to be honest. So like in that it's like and it's it's fun to see see how they see how they um it's like how they handle each that they um. They handle working working together, and it's pretty, especially once um their like their tech is deactivated once they get into it's like on um, the Red Bloods territory. It's like overall, it's a nice, it's a nice solid solid story. It doesn't quite have like the same smoothness and assuredness that um that automatic behavior has. And I think you know it's like much as I like um um Milano Giannis's art, it's like it's like I said, it's he's he is clearly homaging. It's like, um, like Shiro style. It's like, and and um, and it's not really doesn't have quite the same like appealingness that um, like um, that Lopez's original take take on the characters ha- has. And it's like, it's like, and in the end, it does kind of wrap up, you know, pretty pretty smoothly. But overall, it's like, I think that this would this is another this is another show that would make for a good, nice, solid episode of, um, it's like a standalone complex. Now. As far as like, if you're wondering, like, am I going to keep using this metric for 
the other two stories here, well, the other two probably wouldn't fill fill that um, fill that requirement, especially the, uh, the this next one after the ball is over um, from writer Genevieve Valentine and artist Brent Schoenver with um, art with layouts by Koi Pham. Now, I mentioned that uh, Red Bloods is like 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 the first look into um, what what America is like. It's like uh, in the Ghost in the Shell universe, and it's something that and America doesn't really come up a whole lot um, in it's like in the manga and in the uh, TV series because hey, you know, it's like why would it? And um, but I think but the thing is with um, after the ball is over. Oh, um, it's also worth mentioning though that um, Genevieve Valentine, aside from having a re- a um, a, a really respected run of Catwoman under her belt. She also um, supplied one of the uh, best stories from the Attack on Titan anthology. Something that was told, a story that was told through um, like visitors, um, like visitors' guides to the different cities. That um, as e- in and it was done in different installments. Um, that with each one being significantly more redacted than the last by the by the government. They tried to cover up her. Like what she found out about the uh, the Titan attacks, it's like, and that also featured art from from David Lopez as well. So hey, you know, nice to see both of them coming back. That um, Kudansha asked both of them to come back for this project shows their good taste. So, but after the ball is over, this is a story that um, would probably, on one hand, would work just as well if you um, it's like if you strip. If you if you if you um just published it as say like a one shot on un, like under image, because the thing is like there, it's like I mean one of my complaints with some of the stories in the Attack on Titan anthology is that some of them, like specifically the ones written by the opening one by Scott Snyder and Ray Fox and also Simon Spurrier's um one about Titans um in in England, these stories didn't really like you know like draw on the established mythology of the series so much to the point where like, Hey, you know, it's like, they might've been okay, but you know, like the, but, um, why do an attack on Titan story? If you're not going to like actually take in like any attack on Titan stuff after the ball is over, I guess if you, if you were, um, really like hardcore into ghosts in the shell and, um, like we're really up on what, um, like, um, Shiro's, like sure was like um take on America in this series was like you might be able to tell me it's like whether or not this story actually works on that level because basically it's a story of it's like, like of an like of an older woman who um basically makes her living um like sneaking out um photos of of code um like that's it's being worked on at a it's like at a company that's it's like at an internet company so and um she and it's a uh, and um and we see like you know how like this is like kind of, like the America of like of today is basically a lot like your your average like you know third world co- um country it's, it's like where water is being sold for like a hundred bucks hundred bucks a gallon it's like like everything's being sanctioned by the United United Nations in fact she's actually living in the part of the uh, um, America that's classified as the American Empire because now there's three different parts of America I mean yeah there's still the United States but it's barely a third of the country and aside from like you know the states the empire and then there's the Russo-American alliance which you know it's like uh, it's like I don't want to like uh, it's like 
like an alternate real like feelings for um like current events here because like imagine like this is something that shiro probably came up with years years ago and she's just like working on jumping off from that here but um you know it's like it's just kind of like yeah i would i would love would have loved to have known more about you know how we got to this america like in this in the story but the story basically has this it's like has this woman um meeting up with meeting up with her ex and um because he's apparently got some got some bad he got some bad um, implants in him that apparently have someone else's memories inside them and they're so they're slowly um, ruining him and his mind and so she feels uh, compelled through like her old romantic memories of him to help to help him help him out of this this situation it's like it's it's an interesting character story and the thing is like it works as far as like you know this as a, as a church of like showing us uh, showing us like in into this woman's mind, like why she does the things things she does, it's like and why she feels compelled to help help this guy, even though she she knows that it's going to it's going to end badly, and you know it's like the uh, information that she uh, that that that's in his head is also interesting, like from a um, political standpoint, um from like for this for this character for the for these characters as well, like for the, for the nature of the world as well. It's just that you know it's like. Uh, I'm not saying you had to bring in Section Nine all the way out for another mission in America here, but I was like it, but it just doesn't feel like all that connected to, like two ghosts in the shell. It's like for this, like like um for this anthology. So yeah, it's it's a good story, but it's one that doesn't feel, you know, particularly connected to, it's like to the source material. And that's. That's honestly kind of disappointing, and it's really like the the biggest complaint that I have against it. It's still it's probably a lesser complaint compared to the final story, which um called called Star Gardens. That's from Brendan Fletcher, an, an artist um um L R N Z. I've not heard of this artist, but he but um he or she has a uh, has a nice has a nice pleasing um pleasingly light style. That's um, kind of reminds me a lot of um, Freak Angels on Paul Duffield, and it's and he's and he has he's a good handle on the action. Sometimes the, the action, the futuristic the, like designs of the characters, it's like even though it's like there's sometimes when it can be um, kind of hard to follow. His artist is more his artist is more concerned with being stylish than um, than than easy to follow. Now Fletcher is was the uh, co-writer on the uh, Batgirl um, reboot from a couple of years back. Um, with um, Cameron Stewart and Babs Tarr that got a lot of a lot of attention, and he was also a co-writer on um, Gotham, Aca- Gotham Academy as well. The uh, um, you know like students um, like students in Gotham by by way of Scooby Doo type series, which is which is fun. Like even if like it was um, kind of uneven in parts, and also and he and he also worked with um, Stewart and artist Babs Tarr on the uh, on the series on Motor Crush, which. One volume. I gave one volume, and it's kind of like, wow! It's like you basically gave us like the uh, volume where everything started falling apart for the characters that we didn't even know. Like that should have been like volume five or so, volume one. Okay. Anyway, the thing about uh, Star Gardens is that it that basically involves um, it's like a uh, let's see a um. The guy named um, Cretan Domnaval, who is um, selling um, ideas that he's gotten from from parts unknown to to other people in order to find, in order to just you know, it's like make make lots of money, it's like and you know be 
it's like you to me like your average rich arrogant douchebag now it's the series starts off with um with uh two characters um it's like megumi and and Apsel, um trying to break into his take his loft and try to find out just you know where he's getting his ideas from now if you're wondering like you know, well how is this tied into ghost in the shell well it becomes pretty pretty clear right away because it also deals with um something that comes up from time to time in the series it's like and that's um that's uh, major kusanagi's ability to hack and branch into um other other ghosts it's like sometimes you'll be able to take over um some characters and find out in order to um like achieve her goals. Like there's, there's one bit I remember in um, second gig where um, Togusa, when he was um, set up um, for, it's like, like in a, uh, it's like in a, in a shooting and he was prepared to um, fall on his sword, like in, like in front, like in front of, um, like in front of the investigate, the investigative hearing. But then um, like, then major Kusagi um, like takes, takes him over and then basically has him, um, has him give out some information that would have been that um, basically turns the tables on, on everyone. Now Togusu was pissed about this, but um, it's like, but eventually he, uh, but but he eventually understood. It's like, and um, it's like, and it's like, and also it's a, it was kind of like the good call because Togus, because much as I like Togus as a character, it's like his big flaw is that you know he, whenever he's faced with you know real adversity, like his first instinct is to fall on his sword, and that's. We saw it at the end of the first season. We saw it at that hearing, and then also in um, in the um, film Solid State Society. Well, yeah, he almost like he almost shot himself in, shot himself in the head. It's like in order to like save his save his little daughter from being like from being erased. So yeah. Anyway, that's a digression. But the uh, so but the, but um, my issue here is that you know, it may like while addressing. Um, Addressing um, the major's like um, like problems, like um, the moral implications of how the major is able to you know, branch into other characters and you know take them over, like for purposes relating to the law, it's like that's one well, of a solid um, like w- that's solid enough um, jumping off point for a story. It's just that um, the way that um, Fletcher has has the major deal with it doesn't feel quite true to her to her character mainly in the sense that um she, that she it we, we show how she is worried how she's kind of like um taken aback by by the when she's confronted with with someone who actually has grounds to challenge her about the uh, the ethical implications of what she's doing and she's kind of you know like you know knocked off her um like like her um confident pedestal here but it's but i but the uh, the major that I've that I've seen and read about, she's the kind who probably would have said, who probably would have just you know, it's like you know, shot them down with a um, the handy um, means justify the end style style argument, or even better yet, she would have um, like had a um, pretty pretty solid counter argument right here. Um, the major who is kind of like um, you know left wondering about you know whether or not what she's doing here is right doesn't quite feel right. Like right here, I mean, like I said, it it'd be a solid enough story like without that issue. It's like and in, it's like and I think it and it, it does wrap up solid solidly enough. Over, it's like overall, it's just you know, it's like ah, like I said, I it just isn't it just the the, the the characterization of the major in this story doesn't quite 
square with how I've how I felt about the character like like since since the beginning. But but so overall, it's like, like I said, I can't see that any of these stories were really bad. I mean, it's like. I mean, it's like I said, even I mean, Star Gardens is still still well constructed, and like I said, after the ball is over, is still it's like it's still um, pretty entertaining on its own terms. It's like even though it doesn't like you know draw on the source material as much as much as I would have, which I would have liked. Still though, um, the first two stories, Automatic Behavior and Red Bloods, are excellent. It's like, and um, if you are a fan of Ghost in the Shell, it's like, and you can get over the fact that you know it's like a bunch of um. A bunch of non-Japanese creators are take are taking this taking on these these characters in this setting. Then yeah, it's like I I think the the uh, the, uh, the like the volume would be you probably be satisfied just for, for these for these stories alone. So so really, it's like um, I so yeah, it's like I do think that um, Global Neural Network it's like is a uh, it's like it's like is a it's like is a worthy follow up to that that Attack on Titan anthology. And I do think that, you know, if, if Kodansha wants to do more of these stories, like, Hey, you know, it's like, they got that battle angel Alita film coming out in February. Huh, maybe we'll see something, something along those lines in um, 20, it's like in 2020. So that, so I can say if they, if Kodansha wants to do more of these, then, um, Ghost in the Shell Global neural network is a good argument for like for that. So just that I hope they keep the same, same format and just like do like you know fewer creators with um more like more pages to work with like for the story so yeah there you go um john any thoughts on your end about all this no except it sounds interesting so um did you pick this up from your usual spot i actually picked this up from from amazon this this is actually um this is actually like like wait let me check i'm pretty sure that I can't remember if this is like five bucks more or the same price as the Attack on Titan anthology, mm. um, because I, it's like, oh, what the hell? It's like, um, yeah, because like I've, like I've been buying, I like I said I get most of my stuff through CheapGraphicNovels.com these days, and um, but also get I order stuff on Amazon when when it looks like a, there's a good deal, like through them. Like, and this is this is one of those this is one of those cases. So, okay, yeah, this is the uh, the Ghost in the Shell. Um, this is the, the Ghost in the Shell anthology. Or sorry, Global Neural Network is the same price as as the Attack on Titan anthology. And if you're interested in the Attack on Titan anthology, it's being sold for like forty three percent off on Amazon right now. Oh, yeah. So that that's a, a pretty good deal. It's actually more than. Um, what I uh, what I paid for the uh, Ghost in the Shell um, Global Neural Network. Gotcha there. So, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Not a clue. In fact, um, it's like it's probably. In fact, it's probably going to be. Um, it's not. I'm going to have to like put off my uh, best of the year list for a little while because some of the stuff that I I want to consider for it. Um, it's probably going to have to wait until enough stuff accumulates for my. Uh, next order from cheapgraphicnovels.com. But we'll see about that. So so next week, um, it'll probably be a surprise. So um, it'll be a surprise to me as well. So there you go. All right. And we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Click. Right, Later. Bye.